Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at RMKMadness. Check out all my content there. The article that I wrote on tight ends, bounce back tight end candidates, that is out on playerprofiler.com. You can check it out there. You can go to my Twitter, find the link there. All good stuff. Good stuff, good stuff. So, welcome back. It's been a bit of a heavy week. I must admit myself, I've been a little bit not quite myself. I think the heaviness got to me a little bit. The amount of other white people out there that still support Trump and don't have a problem with some of the things going on. These people who two, three, whatever, however many weeks ago it was, they were bitching about being locked down and they couldn't get their haircuts and shit. These people are now saying, hey, just stay the fucking side. <laughs> there's people bitching, oh, the pandemic. Oh, what about that? It's a big hoax. Because they were saying, don't go. Don't, don't go out and, and get in social gatherings. But everybody's all about the protesting. If you can't tell the difference between don't go to the beach and don't go protest, you're a fucking moron. And furthermore... If you still support Trump after everything that's happened, particularly within the past week, you can go fuck yourself. I do not need your likes. I do not need you listening. I don't need you. I want good people in my crew. I want good people listening to what I have to say. Feel free. I mean, <laughs> like if you really want. But just know, probably not your kind of show if you're a Trumper. Because this this has been ridiculous. Okay? People are protesting something that's been an issue for far too long in this country. And now, you're seeing the police essentially beat everyone equally, right? Video just last night. Old man knocked down in Buffalo by the cops. Head bleeding. Blood just coming from the head. Fucking cool. Fucking cool, guys. It's frustrating to see. And I'm not going to make this the whole episode about it. If you want to know my thoughts about all of this and how the week has been, you can check out my other podcast, which will also be released today, Miscellaneous Debris. You can check that out. I really get into my thoughts, my feelings, Everything that's going on this week. And what I think we can continue to do to, you know, keep fighting the good fight. As you hear sirens in the background here in Centennial, Colorado. <sighs> so it has been. It's been a heavy week for a lot of people, man. And everybody's handling it differently. And I've been a little reluctant to do anything fantasy football related because it seems so trivial. But I got to thinking, Wednesday I talked to somebody on Twitter, Chris Molly, football writer for, I believe, the Eagles. He's, well, he's in Philadelphia, so. <laughs> but he 
well, he said some stuff that kind of helped me. And today I kind of spent the day kind of trying to motivate myself. And I'm not trying to make this about me, but it has been like, how do you talk to people about fantasy football with all this other stuff going on? But we do in a way have to keep pushing because that is exactly what the Trumpers and those fucking assholes like that want. They want us to feel a little defeated, a little hopeless. They, they want us to feel these things. So we got to fight that. Not only that, but you can't. Ju- we can't just all just eat, sleep, and breathe what's going on right now. We have to take little breaks, right? Because I know that's part of my problem this week is I just was consuming everything and consuming everything and I wasn't breaking myself from it. And it was getting to me. Moderation. My mom (laughs) always told me, no matter what in life, moderation. So that's where I'm at. And I'm like, let's just get back into this shit. Because you're occasionally going to need a little bit of a break. I don't want to say distraction. Because I don't want to distract from what's going on. I don't want to be distracted from what's going on. But occasionally, you need to take a break from what's going on. And I'll help with that in any way I can, just like I'm going to continue to speak my mind about what's going on in this country and helping in any way I can with that. Using my platform, what little a platform it is, <laughs> to try and get this information out and try and get you know this, my support out there for everything that's going on. Because this this is something that's It's important to a lot of people, but if you're listening to this and you're listening to the mad chatter, I'm going to tell you what, it's fucking important to me too. How I grew up, how I was raised, the people that have been important to me in my life, a lot of them non-white. So this kind of stuff pisses me off to no end. Especially when I see the despicable acts of so many other white people. But we must press on. We just have to keep doing what we can. Because at this point, it's pretty clear there's two sides. Not a lot of people in the middle. (laughs) You either are very much against what's going on, or you're okay with it. So, which side are you on? Because I know which side I'm on. And if you're on the side that doesn't give a shit and supports this president who's been the absolute worst in history, and <laughs> I, I find it so funny that, yeah, just look it up. Look up the facts. Look up the facts. He's done more for any black minority. Okay, really? <laughs> Delusional. But that's okay. In the end, things will turn out right. But again, if you still support Trump, after all this, after all this, after everything that's gone on, and you can't see what he's doing, and you can't see the evil that is there. Go fuck yourself. That's right. Just go fuck yourself right now. Right now, go fuck yourself. And don't forget to think of me while you're doing it. That's right. That's right. My big, smiling, mad face. Anyway, enough of that, enough of that. We're moving on. We're getting into some fantasy. Like I said, article got released. Player profiler, go check that shit 
out, take a quick break, we'll come back, and we'll get into the madness. Be back in one... Welcome to the madness. Yes, 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 yes. This episode for the madness, we're just going to talk a little bit about this uh, next article that I'm going to have coming out. And it is essentially third-year breakout players. Guys that kind of like Chris Godwin, who was a stud in 2019. Guys that could turn it around after the first couple of years, not doing a whole a whole lot, or what was expected, because let's face it, some guys take a couple years, whether it's because of, you know, learning, they, they have to learn the position in the NFL, or they have to adjust to the NFL, or there's depth chart issues, people ahead of them, there's all sorts of reasons why a player may take some time to break out. For example, the tight end. The tight end position, there's a lot to learn. Well documented. I mean, the blocking, passing, or pass catching, sorry. <laughs> They've got to learn routes. They, they, I mean, there's so much to the tight end position. That's why sometimes it can take guys. And most times it takes guys a couple, two, three years to really get it going in the NFL. Well, that occasionally sometimes happens with other positions for whatever reason. In Chris Godwin's case, he was stuck behind Adam Humphreys, okay? And then what you have is you have entering the situation, Bruce Arians taking over that offense. Adam Humphreys goes to Tennessee. Bruce Arians sees the talent of Godwin and says, oh, I'm going to turn this guy into a monster, and he does. A lot of people saw the potential with that for last year, and it paid off. Chris Godwin finished the number two fantasy receiver, and he missed some time at the end. Had he not, he might have gotten that number one spot over Michael Thomas. So who are we looking at third-year players drafted in 2018 who could, you know, turn out to be 2020's Chris Godwin-type player? And I've got three for you. Number one. We're going to get right into it. Number one. Christian Kirk. Now you can check out his metrics. Impressive. College production, impressive. Best comparable, Stefan Diggs. He's very Stefan Diggs-like. And everybody's fucking worried about him because the Cardinals got DeAndre Hopkins. Understandably. That would indicate that he's going to get a chunk of his snaps, uh, you know, targets, etc., taken away. But here's the thing. He could still be hugely productive. I mean, look at Chris Godwin. Mike Evans was the incumbent, quote-unquote, number one receiver on that team. But Chris Godwin made it happen last year. So even though the Cardinals traded for DeAndre Hopkins and they're sure to target him, let's not forget Kyler Murray can make shit happen all over the field, okay? This is an offense that doesn't really need necessarily that number one guy, okay? 
Think about it. And you're going to have defenses keying on him, which will open things up for Kirk and for Larry Fitz, who's still got a little juice left in him. DeAndre Hopkins there will benefit those guys, right? Not to mention, he's going to a brand new team in an offseason where things aren't quite normal. And receivers going to a new team already have the history of not being extremely productive in that first year. Now, it's not unheard of. But you could even look at, like, what's a recent example, Amari Cooper. Took him some time to get it going in Dallas. Once he did, it was pretty good. But it did take a minute. It wasn't just like that. So I still expect Kirk to be a huge part of this offense, and I think he's going to have a hell of a year. Number two on my list, Anthony Miller. I really like Anthony Miller. I really do. And a lot of people are down on him. You know why? Because he didn't do shit last year. He, he really didn't. But then again, you got to think about it. That whole Bears offense was rather atrocious, wasn't it? Mitch Trubisky wasn't good. Everybody was excited about David Montgomery. He was bleh. But Anthony Miller, burst score, agility score, catch radius, all a 75 percentile or above. Best comparable, Victor Cruz. Dude's got a 80th percentile dominator rating. This is a hell of a talented player. Now, you look at the Bears this year. They're going to be better on offense. QB competition is going to do a lot. But Nick Foles, they didn't get him for no other reason than to play him. And I'm going to tell you this much. I don't have that much faith in Nick Foles. But... I think he's an upgrade from Mitch Trubisky, okay? Now, if you're looking at QB fantasy stats, then maybe Mitch, because he might run occasionally. But if you want to look at what they can do for their receivers, Nick Foles, that's an upgrade over Trubisky. And he's going to need somebody besides Allen Robinson, because he can get the ball to some guys. He can get the ball to different receivers. I think Anthony Miller steps up, and I think he's huge. Because Allen Robinson is the number one. But again, in Arizona, that might be DeAndre Hopkins. But again, who cares? Because what was going on in Tampa last year? Mike Evans, incumbent number one. Chris Codwin came in and said, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to tear shit up. Anthony Miller, just like Christian Kirk, in a position to do that as well. Because they're the number twos in their offenses, right? I mean, with Arizona, you could look at Larry Fitz, but he's more that third guy, okay? That it's that Kirk is the one to watch in Arizona. And again, I love the idea of Anthony Miller this year. Third on my list is Traquan Smith from the Saints. Now, he's got a little bit uh, tougher hill to climb since the Saints signed Emmanuel Sanders. But Emmanuel Sanders is kind of, uh, you know, older, <laughs> a little bit past his prime. So he's got to stay healthy. If he doesn't, that opens things up for Traquan Smith. But even if Sanders does stay healthy, 
He's not what he used to be. Traquan Smith is a big play waiting to happen. He didn't have shit for yards last year, but he did quietly score five touchdowns in eight games, okay? Because he missed half the season. And I think you give him another year, a third year, okay? Third year with the team, third year in the offense. I think he's going to be a part of it this year and particularly if something happens to Manny Sanders or even Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith could really step it up because there's not a whole lot behind those guys. So I'm telling you, look for Traquan Smith to rise this year. Now, is he one I could seriously hitting that Chris Godwin level? It would depend if the Saints offense is really firing on all cylinders and something happens to Sanders or Sanders becomes more of a complimentary piece to the offense instead of a go-to piece, then yeah, Traquan could certainly take off. But I must admit, I do like the uh, prospects of Kirk and Miller a lot better. Of them actually, you know, fulfilling this next Chris Godwin prophecy <laughs> if they want to feel that you know I just think Kirk and Miller have a much better shot but I still like me some Draquan Smith so anyway that's what I got for you in the madness that's going to be my next article coming out it's going to get into more detail about the analytics and the metrics please check it out check out my stuff on player profiler it really is the best site for checking out metrics go and get their stuff Dynasty Dominator app. This thing is fantastic for when you're in Dynasty trades. It's a great, great tool to make sure you're not getting fucked. And really, so you don't fuck anybody else. Because let's be honest. You want to win your trade, but you don't want to fuck anybody over, right? Because you don't want to get fucked over. This is the perfect way to do it. And the Breakout Finder app. I love all this stuff. These guys at Roto across the board do a phenomenal job. It's great to be working with them. And we're going to keep it up. So, but that's what I got for you in the madness. We're going to take a quick break, come back, discuss what's going on in the next episode, and then we're going to close up shop and go on from there. All right, people. And welcome back. Welcome back. Got a little... Uh, Put a little liquid down my throat, if you know what I mean. Wet the whistle so I can get through this last segment. Rocking the Fantasy Madness podcast here. So, hope you got some good information. I know it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode yet again. But next week, I plan on getting much more back into my normal kind of routine. My normal amount of content. Because, again, like I said, it's been a heavy week. A lot going on. And so much of this fantasy stuff, as much as I love it and as big of a part of my life as it is, really, to be honest, I I found it so trivial this week. And I kept telling myself, yeah, but you got to keep on it. You got to keep on it. You got to keep putting it out there because there are going to people be people who need something when they're taking a break from everything that's going on. Granted, my stuff is probably much further down on the list <laughs> compared to like other stuff that's out there. But hey, I'm working on building this stuff up and I like what I'm doing so far. So there you go. But it is. It, 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 did, it just 
hasn't felt normal this week, but I'm going to do what I can to get right back to as normal as possible. Well, for me and for this podcast anyway, coming next week. And next episode, I do plan on talking. What I want to do is I want to talk about just super flex drafting in general, because I just finished mine, and I'll give you a little heads up. We'll get into it a little bit more while we're talking about it next week. But this is what I got for my final roster so far. So, quarterbacks, we got Drew Locke and Ryan Fitzpatrick, okay, starting. But I've got Tua Tagovailoa. I also grabbed me some Jalen Hurts and threw him on my taxi. And then I've got Marcus Mariota because I grabbed him. I figured wouldn't be wouldn't be bad. Like, because he's still only 26. And let's say he pulls a Tannehill, comes in for Derek Carr at some point this year, and all of a sudden says, ha, I'm not as shitty as I used to be. Well, if he does that, then bam. I'll fucking trade his ass to somebody. So I've got some quarterback depth. Now, running backs... I went with my strategy that I've been talking about this year, and that's hitting those young running backs. So I grabbed Cam Akers, Jonathan Taylor, Darius Geis. Those were my first three in my starting lineup so far. But I also got Justice Hill, Damian Harris, and then Antonio Gibson and Josh Kelly. So I feel like I'm in a good spot there, good young running backs. And we'll see how it goes, because if anything... I'm very confident about Jonathan Taylor. And I feel like Darius Geis is going to get a shot this year. And if the Redskins love Antonio Gibson so much and Darius Geis doesn't hurt himself again, well, then they just trade him away. Because somebody may be looking to get him. I mean, the Bucks are still looking for... Uh, the Bucks were going to sign Devontae Freeman, but they said he's asking for too much money. So there are still teams looking for a running back. Just saying. Now, I would hope... The, the someone like the Eagles who is looking for a veteran running back. I don't hope they don't go out and get someone like guys because that would totally be bad for Miles Sanders. But regardless, I'm a fan of guys. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm sitting at running back. And I know it doesn't seem like I've got a lot there because you're looking and you're going, well, that's great. You got guys in a who's injury, who's been injured, and a couple of rookies. And then on your bench, you've got a couple of more rookies. And Justice Hill, Damian Hare, hey, It'll all work out. Besides, I've got quarterbacks. At some point, some of these teams, because there was a few of them, that didn't draft shit for quarterbacks. And don't get me wrong. I don't like to make a big deal at quarterbacks. But towards the end of the draft, when to me, I can get all these guys right here in the same area. They're all about the same. And I have certain guys that I like. And they were later on in the draft. So yeah, why not get a couple more quarterbacks? there's nothing else going on. Nothing else that I have to, must, no must-haves. So I'm going to be able to work this out pretty well, particularly because, man, listen to my receiving core. Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Traquan Smith, who I previously mentioned, Devin Funches, LaVisca Chenault, Michael Pittman. So I got so far. And then, tight end, TJ Hawkinson, Irv Smith, that's what I got so far. I've got some eye. I've got my eye on a few guys concerning the uh, waiver wire. So I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good there. No whoas. <laughs> but moving on, moving on, moving on. 
that's what my team looks like. So I feel pretty good about it because I feel like my starting lineup is great and then my bench is shit tons of upside. And that's what I was looking for, right? And that's kind of what I was talking about when it comes down to this. So we're really going to get into, you know, next episode, really how I went about this super flex draft. Look at some of the other teams that I was drafting against, how they turned out, some of the better teams, how they're set up, and, you know, kind of just discuss an overall strategy. Because it's big drafting time this year, and I had an episode a few, you know, a few back where I just kind of generally went through, you know, the different kinds of drafts and the different strategies I use and all of that, but it was fairly quick, so I'm trying to do deeper dives into draft strategy. Because as you can kind of see what I did with my team just by hearing the names on there, it it was a 12-teamer, super flex league, and I got to be honest, they hit the quarterbacks hard early, and then it was like everybody forgot about them. And so it was a very interesting draft. And I've found that when it comes to super flex, these startup drafts can be very different from draft to draft. It's really crazy actually. But anyway, I digress. We can get more into Superflex next episode. So we're going to go ahead and close up shop. Thank you again for joining me, the Mad Chatter Ryan MK, and for listening to Fantasy Madness. And I hope you'll join me again next week. I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Please be safe. Be vigilant. I almost said vigilant. Vigilant. Be safe, be vigilant. Black Lives Matter. Trump's America sucks. Don't forget it. Peace out, people.